Young Gospel. Young Gospel. What's up, my brothers and my sisters? It is your boy, Young Gospel. And on my last episode, I was speaking about how I stopped smoking weed to follow Jesus. Um, I also mentioned that I was going to be talking about some of the stuff that I was doing uh, within the rave scene where, you know, I was dropping acid and taking ecstasy and trying all those type of rave drugs. So I know that I was going to talk about the acid. So I'm going to tie the acid into how I got saved. So I'm going to title this message, how the rave saved my life, how the rave saved my life. What do I mean by that? So back in the day, me and a couple of buddies, we would uh, go to raves. We would find out these exclusive kind of underground locations and we would try to attend them uh, on a regular basis. Most of them were on Saturdays for the most part. Some of them would happen on Friday night. For the most part though, it was Saturday. And there was a place right by my house um, called the Master Dome. It was in San Bernardino County and there was another place called the Fox Theater where they would also host in these raves that at that time raving was still on the very underground scene. It wasn't something that you know, was mainstream, kind of the way that they're doing it now. I'm going to talk to you about this particular time where I was, I attended this rave, we got dropped off, I was going to have my sister pick me up. What ended up happening was, so I made it to the rave, I met this this young lady in the line, so that was really cool. I thought I was off to a pretty good start. As I'm going in there, I'm having fun, I'm dancing, and... A gentleman approached me and said, hey, you know, I got some acid or I got some ecstasy. I, whatever it is that you might want, I can I can hook you up. So I said, you know what, go ahead and give me some acid. I, you know, I feel like taking some acid tonight. I asked the girl if she wanted to take acid. And she said, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take some with you. So make a long story short, we ended up uh, taking acid. We had some vitamin C pills kind of on standby just to spike up or boost up the trip. Uh, For those of you that have taken acid in the past, um, know that vitamin C will kind of enhance the experience. That's what I did. I just um, took some acid, boosted it with some vitamin C, and I thought I was off to a good trip. Well, thank God that the acid was not that strong. Uh, Raves do go on to about four in the morning. By the time my sister was going to come and pick us up, my trip had already gone. It was more than gone. I can almost say I probably had a cheap dosage of acid. And actually, I got them in tab form for those of you that, again, are not familiar with acid. Uh, we used to get them in these sheets. This sheet would have a design, whether it was an elephant or just a bunch of dots or green aliens. Um, they would have this design, and then the sheet would be broken into various small little pieces wrapped in tinfoil and then that's how they would be handed out usually the tabs you would have to place them in your hand um, and then put them in your mouth immediately as opposed to the drops where the drops are in the liquid form and you would put those immediately in your mouth or in your hand because anywhere you have pores it'll absorb the the acid so i end up getting tabs 
And like I said, they were wore out by the end of the night. But another interesting thing is that by the end of the night, I had lost my date. The girl that I had met in that line that I was telling you guys about, she was long gone. I don't know where she went. I didn't know where she was. There was a moment where we kind of lost interest because we started going on a trip. So, you know, I, I just ended up going my own way. She ended up going her own way. And it was reaching the telling of the night, I would say about three in the morning. And I called my sister and I said, hey, you know, I'm pretty much bored. I'm pretty much tapped out. Can you come and pick us up? And she said, yeah, I'll be on my way. Just make sure you guys are waiting outside. So in this case, I had two of my very good friends that I'm still friends with today, Marcus and Andre. And they told me, hey, you know, we'll meet you outside. I did find them because you know the area was that party the rave was pretty packed and the area is somewhat decently big and then they had an outside patio area that was also pretty big and they would separate it into these different rooms and each room would have a different music so this room could be the jungle room and they would be playing jungle music and then another room could have like the house music and then you know the trance music and the hardcore um, hardcore happy hardcore type of music where people would just kind of whatever their flavor was they can go into that room and you know have fun dance to that kind of music and every raver kind of identified themselves in the different music that they liked I ran into Marcus and Andre and I said hey I'll be waiting outside for you guys um, my sister's already on her way they said yeah we'll meet you out there I said okay so I went out there because I was already like I said, I was already bored. I was really anxious to get picked up. And I sat down on the curb. I'll never forget it. Um, there was some homosexual activity there that night. And I remember um, in particular this this guy, he was kind of, you know, kind of hitting on me. And I told him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm straight. I'm, I'm not gay. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't fly that way. So can you just leave me alone? So when I'm sitting, I'm telling you guys to tell you this, when I was sitting there, I seen a white van roll up and like about, I don't know, maybe five or six different dudes jump out of the van. And I thought, well, well, it's already three, three thirty. They're getting here towards a tail end. I mean, this thing's pretty much almost over, but maybe they're coming from a different bar from a different club. Well, turns out they were evangelists that were targeting uh, raves. So I see this guy approach me. I'm the only one outside at the moment, uh, sitting down on a curb. And he said, hey, how are you doing? Are you having a good night? And I said, yes. And this at this moment, I'm thinking, okay, probably another gay dude, probably going to ask me something weird. I'm just going to have to be prepared to say, hey, I'm not, I don't swing that way. Leave me alone. Sure enough, he, he actually, um, well, I shouldn't say sure enough, but he ended up asking me if he could talk to me about Jesus. And it came at such a weird, awkward time in my life, but it came at the right time. And the reason why I say that is because I was already tired of the life that I was living. I didn't have any options. I thought that my only option was to continue to rave, was to continue to follow this path with these people that... I wasn't really too sure, you know, how to get out of it. I mean, these dudes were my 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 friends, but at the same time, I'm I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I can go about, you know, just kind of changing things up, getting a different perspective. Like I said, I, I just wasn't too sure. But I know one thing that I was growing very unsatisfied with my life, and 
I wasn't too sure what way to go or, or even how to go, how to break away from this whole ordeal. And I said, yeah, you know, if you, know, if you want to talk to me about Jesus, he said, do you know who Jesus is? And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I know who Jesus is. I mean, I, I did grow up Catholic. I grew up in the Catholic Church, going to catechism. I did my first communion. I mean, the whole nine. So I, I knew about Jesus. I had read parts of the Bible, wasn't too into the Bible per se, but I did know who Jesus was. And I said, yeah, you know, I know who he is. And he said, great. He said, have you received him in your life? And I said, I think, I mean, what, what does that entail? Like what, what should I do or how do I receive him in my life? And he said, well, one of the things that you have to do is you have to repent and you have to ask for forgiveness. And I had heard the word repent, repentance, but I wasn't really too sure what it was. So my follow-up question was, what is repentance? And he said, well, you've probably done a lot of things in life that you're not proud of and you're not happy of or happy with. And also there's things that you probably have done that you don't know, but they're also a sin towards God. These are the things that you have to be very aware of and you have to ask God for forgiveness. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, I think I do that from time to time. And he said, yeah, I understand. But the first step would be to repent. But the catch here is you can't do those things anymore. You have to maintain a life with Christ. And I said, okay, so if I repent, I'm basically done with this life and I have to start living right. And that had so much appeal in my life because I guess in a way, not only was it a change for me, but it was somewhat of an excuse to tell my friends, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I want to move in this direction. And that night, um, the gentleman asked if he could pray for me. And I said, yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I felt something when he prayed over me. I don't know what it was. I'm not 100% sure what exactly it was. But I would later find out that he was planting a seed over my life and that Jesus at a later time he would pick up the he would pick up that seed and actually make it flourish and I again I wasn't too sure I, I was very very um, naive uh, then again I, I wasn't in the spirit I still after that day I still ended up you know I continued to live in sin but I understood the seed that he was planting and I guess in a way that's the calling right that's what we should be doing as Christians is going out to these places you don't you never know who is tired of their life you never know who is tired of living the way that they're living and sometimes the people that you least expect you think in your mind this person will never change this dude's a real drug addict or this dude is so deep in sin never once heard him talk about God those are the kind of people that you really have to talk to I'm gonna tell you why so God and the 10 11 years now that I've been a Christian he has shown me that the people that you least expect to become Christians are the ones that accept Christ and become Christians I'll give you an example so one of my friends um, the one of the two that I went to rave to the rave with one of them is a Christian now and he's received 
Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, which is sad because this is what's sad about it because I never talked to him specifically about God. I talked to my other buddy that went with us about God. I talked to so many people about God, but the reason why I didn't talk to Andre about God is because I was afraid. I was afraid of him rejecting me. Um, I was also, I was, I also thought like, no way, this guy would never in a million years accept Jesus Christ. I'm almost sure he probably doesn't even, he wouldn't even understand. Andre was a heavy user, loved to um, dabble in cocaine. He he loved cocaine. He loved uh, the rave scene. He loved the ecstasy. He just, he was just completely wrapped up in that lifestyle what ended up happening with him is he actually went to a rehab um, center I think it was a uh, Salvation Army rehab center which I pray over the Salvation Army because they've they've been able to help three of my friends that have uh, went there and, and live there it's a program where you actually have to go and live there so I also recommend that because the Salvation Army actually ties in uh, biblical scriptures going to church so it's kind of like a Christian based rehab and I kid you not it it has shown results and I'm thankful I pray I pray a lot for the Salvation Army and the things that they do because I've been able to see their work through a couple of my friends and again that's the calling that's what we all should be doing none of us should be um, idling chilling if we're Christians and we claim to be Christians and for those of you that have the calling of an evangelist, do not be afraid to talk to people. That's one thing that I've found out. Some of the friends that I've had that I have talked to about Christ, some of the worst ones are the ones that actually accepted Christ. So I know that I'm kind of tying this with, with the raving and the acid, but you know, I had a big problem with acid and it really ruined my life. At a young age, I started smoking weed first and then one day I met this this kid that um that can get acid and he said hey I can get it and it's cool and you know he took me to his house one day we were in his room he had all these crazy fluorescent lights and all these posters and I thought wow this looks like fun but see that's the way the enemy tricks you the enemy tricks you with colors he makes everything seem cool he makes everything seem okay oh look that's a mushroom that's that's a flower it's kind of like a hippie kind of movement kind of thing where you see all these colors and you have to remember that us as human beings we are visual creatures i mean extremely visual creatures and you know we'll use our sight more than we'll use our nose and even our ears right that's why the bible says those that uh, have ears let them hear and so I, I i saw these colors i saw these fluorescent lights all these black lights these disco balls and i thought wow this this is something really fun this this must be cool like and then i started meeting a bunch of people that were doing it and one day i decided to do this in class and it was probably the worst thing i'd ever done i had a depressed uh, i had a problem with depression early on in my life that brought it all back i mean it didn't right away, but once I had to start making these changes in my life where I needed to stop smoking weed, I needed to stop doing acid so that I could start my my career because I, I wanted a family, I wanted to get married, but I also wanted to be able to provide them a good lifestyle and a comfortable lifestyle, right? I mean, what 
what man doesn't want to provide for his family for his wife and that's where everything just started getting all messed up and all my feelings started coming back and just all the depression that I that I that I faced as a kid just all came back and at the end of it all the only thing that was able to change me the only thing that was able to really really change my life was Christ and again you know sometimes and some people I've heard some people say no way you changed because you wanted to no I didn't I tried to change so many times on my own accord doing it my own way not going to church just sitting back at home trying to isolate myself trying not to be around people I started getting bored I would go back out there and then I was too weak while I was out there to not accept that beer and not accept that joint or that blunt and not accept that coke because I also dabbled in in coke and messed with that for a while and I'm gonna tell you it's the truth when people say marijuana is a gateway drug marijuana is a gateway drug it sounds corny we've all heard it but you know what it's true because once you can dominate that high it's almost like you're playing this game where you're like okay can i get high in school can i get high at the dmv can i get high while i'm driving can i get high and at the mall in the middle of having all these people surround me can i get high and then pretty soon you want to get high everywhere once that high once you've dominated that game and that high has been controlled and you got that under control, you move on to something else. Now, I've seen this happen with all of my friends. I don't have not one friend who only stayed smoking weed, not one. So I have a lot of friends that were drug addicts, including myself. So I'm speaking from experience. You're not you're not talking to a kid that grew up in the church. Uh, you're not you're not gonna talk to me and school me on anything. I've I've been there. I've done that. I've done so many things in life. And this is why I started this podcast. I started this podcast because real real recognize real. And um, you have to understand that I did not grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not grow up in the church. I was out there. I ran with a clique. I did the thing and I was smoking those blunts. I started at 13 drinking OEs, drinking 40s. Like I'm not a I'm not I'm not a sucker. I wasn't somebody who was just sheltered or none of that. So, I hope that when I speak to you and you hear me talk, you're you're not going to think like, "Oh, this dude's just making this up" because I'm not and I got plenty of friends that could testify to that. So, I have plenty of witnesses and there's so many other things that I've done that I'm not proud of. But that's the path that God took me to be able to bring me here, to be able to bring me to success, to be able to bring me to victory. Because if I had not known that, if I had not went through that, I wouldn't be able to talk about that. And what God is always trying to protect is your testimony. And sometimes he has to put you through the gutter to build that testimony up. I'm not saying all the time because there is people that grew up in church and they're great examples and they're great people. I envy those people. They, they, they do have it figured out. And, and I love that. And I envy them in a good way. Don't get it twisted. I don't I don't hate my brothers and sisters because the Bible says that you can't hate one another, that even if you call your brother a fool, you're uh, subject to hellfire. So I'm not 
I'm not one of those. I really love my brothers and sisters in Christ. But, you know, sometimes I ask God, like, why did you have to put me through this? Why did I have to go through this? Once I go to church and I run into all these brothers that have been in drug addictions, that have been in prison, that got out of prison. Boom. That's it right there. We identify. We click. And God, to draw those people in, there has to be somebody there too to captivate their interest so that they can talk, so that they can freely express and so somebody can understand them. And all the street people that come into my church, I get it. We click because there's something there, because we both went through something, through a struggle that sometimes the, the pastor's son or or the kid that grew up in church, they can't understand it. But, but we can. It's a beautiful thing where you can come together with the body of Christ and you can fellowship and you could have that relationship and it's all success. You see people coming out of heroin addiction, successful now. They're running their own companies. They're working hard. Their wives are like, wow, you know, like no way that he would have done this on his own. It had to have been Christ. Got brothers and sisters in Christ that were tweakers. They were meth heads, Victorville, Hesperia, cooking and the whole nine like but they're turning it around man and that's what this is about it's about turning your life around it's about accepting jesus why because jesus is power the holy spirit is power the blood of jesus is power don't underestimate that man this is power like the devil has his minions and the devil's always going to try to come and knock you down and the devil's always going to have his fallen angels come trick you and make you think that holding a gun in your hand is power running with a with a gang is power running with a click is power man that's not power that's poverty homie that's poverty all that's going to happen is those people are going to drag you down you got to remember that pigs they love rolling in the mud but when they see other pigs that haven't gotten dirty yet they'll go over there and shake themselves off around those other pigs and get them dirty you have to Sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. Sometimes you have to go solo, bolo. You got to be a solo writer for Christ and Christ will bring the right people into your life. Step into that church. Don't be afraid. Get on your knees. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Repent and accept the blood of Jesus. Accept the ultimate sacrifice because the devil's out there. The devil's out there. The devil wants you to put that needle in your arm. The devil wants you to hit that tweaker pipe. The devil wants you to roll up another blunt. The devil wants you to listen to rap and hip hop and all these things that are messing up our minds, all these sports, all these athletes that are losers themselves, man. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but a lot of these athletes, they're losers, bro. Once you really find out what they're really about, they're losers, man. I don't care how many three-pointers you can hit. I don't care how hard you can hit the ball out of the ballpark. I don't care how many goals you can score. I don't care how good you can fight. What I care about is the soul, your soul. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Is Jesus Christ the centerpiece of your life? Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? All of these things are very, very, very important and very fundamental, man. I'm telling you right now, if you're out there and you're thinking, I can't do it, you can do it. You just don't want to do it. But you know what? That's weakness, man. And if you're not weak, then you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Why? Because the Bible says that this walk is for the brave and it's true. It's this walk has been the hardest walk. It was easy in the street. It was easy going down to the to the quickie mart and picking up a blunt and going down. And now they got clinics, man. You can just go grab weed and that's easy, man. This is hard. This is tough. This is battling. But there's success behind this. There's real success. This is this is the most success that I've ever had in my life not only um, economically, 
but also internally, man, in my heart, I got peace. I don't have to wake up and go chase for a sack. I don't have to wake up and be around some 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 fake fools to try to make it seem like I want to kick it with them because I want to smoke. Nah, man, you got to you got to do this for your family. You got to do this for yourself. If you're thinking about change, man, I hope you do it. I hope you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Take it from me, young gospel, not a sucker, came from the street, came from the hood, raised in the hood, hood born, hood raised. I was loyal to the soil, but you know what? Now, it's all about Jesus, man. It's all about Jesus. Why? Because it's been proven. It's been tested. I proved it. I tested it. I asked the questions. I wanted answers. And Jesus said, boom, boom, boom. Here you go. You got your answers for your questions. Let's continue. And here we are, man with this podcast again i told myself in the beginning if one person listened to my message if even one person listened to my message i would continue this podcast and there's been results man the proof is in the pudding and we're going all the way man and we're going strong and i hope you're going strong too i love you in jesus name i hope you like this message i hope you understand this message if you need any prayer hit me up at yg gospel at gmail.com i'm also on youtube now yg gospel please man check me out subscribe hit the like button the whole nine i only got two videos so far but there's more to come i'm telling you i'm doing this for jesus i don't care about the money i haven't made one cent off of none of this stuff i've paid a ton of money for all my uh, audio equipment of uh, my camera the whole night i don't care i want to get Jesus name out there we're facing a tough time in 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 politics in this country we're divided all this stuff all, all man it's it's trash brothers it's trash we have to follow Jesus Christ bottom line I love you in Jesus name hit me up again check me out on YouTube I'm gonna start trying to upload as regularly as possible I'm out mm-hmm. Young gospel. Young gospel.